This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family-owned and operated, a no-pressure, laid-back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. Y'all ready for this? This is the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast presented by Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. He is a loathsome, offensive brute. Yet I can't look away. This is the business we've chosen. Give it There's a lot of things I want to get into as we welcome you into this Wednesday edition of the Give Me the Hawks Chuck podcast presented by Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. There's basketball. The Razorbacks on Monday night opened their exhibition slate with a win over Rogers State. It was impressive. This team, in many respects, is as good as advertised, and they're only going to get better. I know not many people got to watch it. And it doesn't sound like we're going to get to watch the exhibition game at Texas on Saturday. So we'll get into that during the course of the podcast today. I also want to talk about some football today. Hogs got a big one on Saturday at Auburn. Very winnable ball game. Razorbacks 4-3 and three, coming off an open week. Got some winnable games coming up. Got some home games coming up. But they got to play this road game at Auburn on Saturday. Sam Pittman had some comments earlier this week that I thought were interesting. He was talking about the way the offense performed at BYU, the balance that they displayed, and how that may benefit them moving forward. So we'll hear from the head coach as we move along today as well. I want to remind you, though, that we are indeed presented to you each and every day by Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company, now more than ever. If you are going to be involved in a real estate transaction, you need a pro on your side. Seems like every time I pick up the paper, I I read about the market's doing this or the housing market's doing that. It's starting to fall. Well, no, it's not. And what you really need is a pro who understands every nuance, who understands when to react and when not to react. Sometimes that's important as well. But the bottom line is if you're selling your home or if you're buying a home, it's going to be one of the largest transactions you've ever made in your life. And you want someone on your side that understands the game, that can get you from contract to close. And that's what they've got at Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. They've got an office in Fayetteville. They're in Springdale. They've got one in Bentonville. 
You'll find them in Fort Smith as well, and they've even opened up an office in Branson, Missouri. You're going to see their yellow signs all over town. You can't miss those. And you can log on to WeikertGriffin.com. Give me the hogs, Chuck! Football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. Bet online, where the game starts. Long-time listener, first-time caller. So, give me the hug, Chuck. All right, let's talk some basketball. Smith taking Johnson off the dribble, lobs to Black for a throwdown. Wow, they fouled Anthony Black as well. What a feed by Smith. A little walking on air down there from the freshman. Been stolen back by Black. He'll lob Brazil for a slam. How about that? You turn it over, you take it right back, you get a two-hand flush. To say this is going to be an athletic team would probably be the understatement of the day. They've got it in spades. I mean, it's all over the floor from 1 to 15 on the bench. I mean, they got guys who can play. They got guys who know how to play. Roger State's a D2 team, and they really didn't have much of a chance. And Arkansas jumped on them early and never gave them a chance. You think about that exhibition game last year when they played East Central Oklahoma. At least I think that's the name of the school. And they sputtered, fell behind, came back, won the game. Now, granted, nobody remembered it two or three months down the road, but It was one of those nights where you walked away thinking, man, I sure am glad they won that game. It would have been embarrassing to lose an exhibition game. And so they jumped on Roger State early. And uh, there was some, I mean, there was some high-flying basketball. You heard the highlights just a few minutes ago. And there's going to be a lot more of that as we move through the year. Now, there were 16 turnovers. And, you know, I know even in an exhibition game, people got to find reasons to pick. You got to find reasons to... Make yourself look like the smart fan, the one that notices all the things that the front runners don't. And I get that aspect of being a fan. I do. But there were 16 turnovers on Monday night. And, you know, you look at that total, and that's too many. The good part is they only committed five after the first half. You know, when you look at the numbers and you go inside the numbers, a lot of those turnovers came from the guards. Now, they're the ones that handle the ball. So, when you handle the ball the most, you're probably going to have the most turnovers. Just like when you handle the ball the most, theoretically, you're going to have the most assists. And so, you know, your ball handlers, they're not going to be a little bit higher. Now, Musk talked about turnovers after the game, and I want you to listen to this, and then I've got some thoughts on it on the backside. The 16 turnovers is troublesome just because we want to get a shot on goal, but we only had five in the second half. It was kind of turnovers off trying to make home run plays. It wasn't pressures I don't think going to bother us. It's more just us understanding value of the ball. TB dribbled off his foot one time. AB tried a full court. So it wasn't anything that, per se, the defense took away from it. It was more self-inflicted turnovers. See, I think when you listen to his comments I think they ring very true the turnovers that they suffered on Monday night were not because they were having trouble getting into their offense or they simply made bad plays 
a lot of them, they were going for the home run. There's no doubt about that. This is going to be a highlight reel team. But a lot of them, too. And we played the highlight a few minutes ago of Anthony Black. I think that play may be indicative of some of the things we see from these young players as we go forward. He turned the ball over. He turned it over. One of the 11 turnovers Arkansas committed in the first half. But bang, within two seconds, he's created the turnover. He's got the ball. He lobs it, and they dunk, and it's as though the first turnover never happened. Statistically, it's still there. But when you look at how the play turned out, it turned out the way it looked like it was going to before the Razorbacks turn over and before Roger State's turnover. And it may be that way with these guys. Now, I'm not going to pretend that I completely understand all the plus-minus stuff. I know that when you're on the floor at the end of the game, if, if you've got a plus and a big number, it means they played pretty well when you were on the floor. Jordan Walsh had a plus 23 in uh, the ball game on Monday night. What that tells you is that, number one, you can't always control the other four guys on the floor. So it, it can be a misleading stat. But I'm going to be interested to see what that plus-minus is for him going forward because they were clearly a better team when he was on the floor on Monday night. Now, there's a lot of things that go into that. Rebounding, defense, just overall flow of the game. May turn out to mean nothing. But I noticed it after the ball game on Monday night, and I think it's indicative of how even these great players, they may not be scoring a lot of points, but they understand how to play the game while they're out there and so they may not be the ones scoring but others are and things generally go pretty well when they're on the floor now there's no doubt this is a talented team there's no doubt about it sometimes when you look at teams like this you expect them to look like the Michael Jordan led Chicago Bulls every time they play and when they don't you start picking at the holes you start looking for the chinks in the armor Play it up to your talent level. That's what I'm talking about. This is what Musk said post game. I think we got to play up to our talent level. I don't think we do every day in practice, but I don't think every team in the country does either. I think there's very few that do. We've had some phenomenal practices, and then we've had some practices where I've been really frustrated. But as Coach Smart says, it's the youngest team you've ever coached in your life. Deal with it, kind of. And he's right. At the end of the night, they won 83 to 49. 15 players played. You know, only two of them scored in double figures. Joseph Pennion was outstanding, 15 points. And, um, you know, he, he may be one of the challenges for playing time. On those nights when they can't score, when they can't shoot, and those nights may come, you know, you might see a guy like that. He, he played pretty good defense. He didn't have anything to be ashamed about in the way he played defense. And that was against a D2 team. And we'll see moving forward when he gets playing time if he plays the way he did Monday night. Uh, he's got a lot of people in Arkansas talking about him. I know that. But um, it was fun to watch him play. But my point is, is that as we move forward, you know, the minutes are going to be dispersed differently. Your better players are going to get more minutes. And there's nothing in Muss's track record to indicate that once we get to January or February, he's going to play more than eight or nine guys. You know, when the money's on the table, he's going to go with the guys he can trust the most. And there's still competition for all of those spots. Now, it's going to be different Saturday, Texas. First off, it's going to be a true road game. They're opening up their new arena. They've sold a whole bunch of tickets. There's going to be a big crowd, and obviously they're all going to be rooting for Texas. Now, I think Arkansas's approach to this is 
interesting. Musk said before the ball game Monday night and then after the ball game again on Monday night that, you know, they were going to approach this game as a regular season road game. Now, they will begin a full scout on Texas today. They had yesterday off after playing Monday. Full scout on Texas today. That'll continue tomorrow. And then they'll fly down there Friday and they'll play on Saturday afternoon. Now, the question, I guess, and maybe the question's been answered, is whether or not we're going to get to see it, whether or not Razorback fans are going to get to watch it. When all this was announced, it was publicized in the release that the game would be carried on the Longhorn Network. Now, we knew as part of the Razorback Sports Network, in terms of our radio broadcast, we knew that we'd be in Auburn. Texas knew they weren't going to play a football game that day, and that's why they scheduled this exhibition game on Saturday, because it's an open date. Makes sense. So we knew from an Arkansas perspective it was going to be difficult to make it work, unless they did it at night. And they opted to play the game at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Now, that was disappointing for us, frankly, from a radio standpoint, because we'd like to have been there to do the game and provide the Arkansas perspective. But it is an exhibition game, so, you know, the fact that the Longhorn Network was going to carry it, and at least we were going to be able to watch it, you know, that made it a little more palatable. Well, word was confirmed yesterday that the Longhorn Network's not going to carry the game. It's not going to be televised. The only way, from what I understand, at least so far, the only way to keep up with the game is either going to be to listen to the Longhorn radio broadcast online or follow it via live stats. My understanding is right now that's the only way it's going to go. So I know that's a disappointment for a lot of Razorback fans who were looking forward to watching the game on Saturday afternoon right after the football game against Auburn. But it sounds like it's not going to be that way. Here's the long and short of it, guys. Um, I was told, and I kind of got wind of this after the game Monday night that it might happen, and then yesterday morning it was confirmed. Coaches don't want, and they are paranoid creatures by nature, and I don't mean that as critically as it sounds. We're all paranoid about certain things. Coaches are paranoid about other teams watching video and figuring out ways to beat them. That's just the nature of their business. Again, I don't mean that critically. If I was a coach, I'd probably feel the same way. Now, I'm still confused by all this, but my hunch tells me that Chris Beard didn't want this game on national television for his early season opponents and everybody else to have a full game to to scout with against a good team. You know, the thing that makes these games so attractive for the coaches is you can test things out against really good competition. Um, And frankly, if I was trying to find out a little bit more about Texas or Arkansas going into the season, I would probably glean more about the Razorbacks, for example, watching them play Roger State or watching them play Texas, than I would watching them play Roger State. So I got a hunch that plays a role in all of this. You know, I was told early in the week that you know when you look at the Texas schedule online. Um, it lists the Arkansas exhibition game on their schedule, obviously. But they've also got a column that lists all the games that are going to be televised by the Longhorn Network. Well, this game's not been on there in quite some time. I don't know that it was ever on there, to be honest with you. 
the one thing that I think if you've got a, a reasonable IQ you can figure out is that this decision was not made yesterday. It didn't come on the heels of Arkansas's win over Roger State. This decision was made days in advance, and it just got confirmed yesterday. Again, it's unfortunate for the Razorback fans who wanted to watch the game. At the end of the day, it is an exhibition game. Uh, But here's the thing. If you're going to schedule games like this, and you're going to tell people that you're doing it, um, you got to find a way for them to watch. You know, you just can't say, well, we're going to play this school or that school in secret. That's a tough sell. It's hard to sell to your fans. It's hard to tell Razorback fans we're going to play Texas and there's no way you're going to be able to watch it. Um, You know, I like the idea of these marquee exhibition games. I really do. I like the idea of these marquee games. I think they're marketable, frankly. But if you're going to play them, you got to understand that people are going to want to watch them. And if you're not willing to let people watch them, um, you may have to re- uh, rethink the possibility of playing them. I mean, I don't know how else to put it. Um, because, you know, you're going to end up getting some bad pub over this before it's all said and done. But I hope Arkansas can go down there and play well. I wish I'd have an opportunity to see it. I hope, I, you know, hope somewhere down the line maybe there's some tape somewhere available to watch it. But uh, at least on Saturday, 3 o'clock, it doesn't sound like we're going to be able to do that. You know you're the best, Chuck. I'm just telling you. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in pick'em contests versus other people for the shot at winning $150,000 plus in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now with promo code HTL at NoHouseAdvantage.com or download the app on the app stores to get a first deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. You're listening to the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast presented by White Curd Realtors, the Griffin Company. All right, let's move over to football. Got a big game coming up on Saturday. The open week is coming gone, and everybody's got to get back into the flow of a game week. You know, Sam Pittman said something in his Monday press conference that I thought was interesting. He said sometimes, you know, when you let your body rest, your mind rests too. And so not only do you have to rev up your body, you got to rev up your mind a little bit. So we do have a really important football game coming up on Saturday. There are five really big games left for a team that's four and three. Three of them are going to be in Fayetteville. The other road game sandwiched around those three home games is Missouri at the end of the year. But this is the one at hand, and this is an important ball game. Auburn's coming off a coming off an open week as well. They're three and four. To read all the reports, you think Brian Harson hadn't won a game in five years. But they're trying to get back to the 500 mark. You know, Arkansas, when they went out to BYU, 
I thought played their most impressive offensive game in a while. Um, you know, it was a night where, or an afternoon where, the conventional wisdom was Arkansas is going to go out and just run the ball right down their throat. Arkansas has got the big offensive line. They're bigger than BYU. They're going to run it down their throat. And then, lo and behold, Arkansas came out and threw the ball 28 times in the first half. Really grabbed control of the game from an offensive standpoint with their passing game. There were huge openings in the middle of the field, and they seemed to find them with regularity. And ended up with 52 points at the end of the afternoon and ended up winning the ball game going away. So will this offensive balance continue? I think this is important. Sam Pittman evidently does too. Well, I think we opened up the game plan a little bit more last week, early downs. I think that's who we are. We can throw and catch, especially when we're unpredictable about what we're doing on early downs. I think that helped us against BYU. Certainly, I believe you have to run a ball to have success, then use the things off of that. I like where we're at offensively. Last week, we were big on third down that helped us. As long as we continue to do that and hold on to the football, I think I think we'll like how our offense looks. I do right now. See, I thought the fact that they threw a lot on first and second down against BYU was really critical. And, and you know, when, when I hear a coach say, open up the offense, um, you know, sometimes that means different things to different coaches. And I won't presume that I know exactly what it means when Sam Pittman says it, but I do think part of it is utilizing both the passing game and the running game early. And I think when you look at what happened at BYU, again, they really kind of snatched control of the game by working through the air. Um, I think throwing on first and second down is part of his definition of opening up the offense. And I thought they were able to do that with a good deal of success out in Utah. And, And I would not be at all surprised to see them try to do that again Saturday. Auburn gives up a lot of rushing yards. There's no doubt about that. And Arkansas should be able to run the football. But you got to be able to do other things too. And sometimes if a defense is not good at stopping the run, they're not good at anything else either. And so you've got an opportunity to really put some points on the board. And I'm not saying that's what's going to happen on Saturday, but I do think Arkansas's offense found some things in their trip to Utah that may benefit them as – We move through this five-game stretch. On the other side of the ball, it sounds like they're about as healthy as they can be, given all the circumstances. Now, obviously, they're not going to have Catalan back or Ladarius Bishop back this year. But it sounds like the other guys are all going to be able to play on Saturday at Auburn. Now, how effective they're going to be, you don't know. I mean, somebody, for example, can have a – you can have a sore ankle. Well, if you get dinged on that ankle in the first quarter, you're right back to square one. You're playing on a dinged ankle again. Or if you've got a shoulder that hurts and you get popped on that shoulder early in the ball game, well, you're right back where you were before. So, you know, the fact that all these guys are able to play, the biggest thing is you hope they're able to play well. On the defensive side of the ball, though, sounds like Arkansas has got their guys back. Matchups are really important. I think, frankly, this one favors the Razorbacks in some respects. I want to talk about that in a minute, but here's what Sam Pittman had to say about matchups earlier this week. Each game's a lot about matchups. How do you match up? It's hard not to look at scores, but scores really don't matter about how some team did against another team. It's about the matchup. Do you match up well with whomever they have? 
the first thing with Auburn, you've got to be able to stop their running game. Obviously, they ran for over 300 yards last week. Then how do you match up against their receivers and things of that nature? So we're going to have to give them several looks. They've got a really talented quarterback, young, but very, very talented. We're going to have to mix up the looks for him pre-snap and and see if we can't do a good job at that. There's no question when you look at the results this season, Arkansas's defense has been susceptible to quarterbacks who can throw. You know, you think about Will Rogers at Mississippi State. I mean, for that matter, the guy at BYU had some passing yardage as well. There have been others too. Bryce Young before he got hurt, not so much after he left the ball game. Cincinnati guy had some passing yards. You know, that's been the part of their defense where they've been most susceptible. I don't know that the matchup this Saturday favors Auburn all that much, to be real honest with you. I think T.J. Finley's serviceable, but he's not a great down-the-field passer. If he plays, Arkansas wins. Now, Robbie Ashford, who may end up being the starter, probably will, it sounds like. They may play both of them. Um, I don't think he's able to exploit a lot of that either. Now, there may be a play or two here and there. I'm not saying he'd never be able to hit an open receiver, And I'm not saying if you leave guys running free four or five times during the game, he won't hit one of them, because he probably will. But generally speaking, he's not that kind of quarterback. Both these guys, if you can turn them into pocket passers, tee off on them a little bit, you're going to shut them down. Now, Auburn ran the ball well the last time they played. If Arkansas can stop their run, I I think Arkansas is going to have a huge day. You know, to me, that's that's the real key. And I go back to the game at Mississippi State. You know, Rodgers had a big day, but it was Mississippi State's ability to run the ball that won the day for them. They've not been able to do that much since, to be real honest about it. And uh, I hope Arkansas can do a better job stopping the run this week. Auburn's, um, you know, they got a great running back. Tank Bigsby's a good running back. And, you know, let's not act like, you know, we just beat up on Auburn every year been a while since we've beaten them six years i guess so arkansas needs this win in the worst way and i'm not breaking any news when i say that but i do think offensively they're better equipped i think what happened at byu helped them a lot they're certainly better equipped defensively just by having these guys back so obviously there's more to talk about as we move the week and we're going to do that on friday on the end of the week edition of the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast. I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company, for making all this possible today. We would ask that you would download the hitthatline.com podcast network. That will allow you to listen to not only this podcast, but all of the other podcasts on the network as well. We're going to be back Friday. Hope you will be too. Till then, thanks for listening. Gimme the hate. Give me an L. Give me a D. Give me an S. What's that spell? Give me the hugs, Chuck. <laughs> this podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.